welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. Amén, amén. Hola, ¿cómo están? <laughs> Muy bien. <laughs> Buenos días. I mean, good morning. So good to be here with you guys. And man, what a privilege and honor it is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. What a, what a privilege, what an honor it is that God would say, man, I want to use people to carry my message. Like, it's the greatest message on the earth, and he wants us to be carriers of it everywhere that we go. So I want to pray, and let's pray before we go into the Word of God. Jesus, we love you so much. God, I thank you for everything that you're doing across this world, Lord God. I thank you what you're doing across this entire region, Lord Jesus, that your gospel is going forth. Lord God, that your spirit is moving, that people are being called to salvation. People are being called into your family. And that, God, you're moving today. So, God, we come before you now, and we say that we are open, God. Speak to us this morning. Speak to us through your word. Speak to us through your Holy Spirit. We want to know you, God. We want to know you more. In your precious holy name, we all say, amen. Amen. God bless. If you guys have your Bibles, can you guys turn to Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. We're going to go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. And man, I was reading this verse, and as we're talking about being made for more, this has been something that I've been thinking about so much all throughout the day and all throughout the week. Because God, he paid a high price. He paid a high price on the cross in what his great desires that we would come to him, that we would come in repentance, and that we would come and lay our lives down so that we can find it anew in him. And when we do that, it's amazing what he takes away from us. But you know what's also amazing? What he gives to us. He takes away our punishment. He to- takes away our shame. He takes away our con- uh, condemnation. But he gives us something new. He takes it on himself, but he gives us what he deserves. And he gives us an inheritance. He gives us an identity. And he gives us a new life and a new family. And today, Paul, in this, in this part of the scriptures, he is talking about this very thing, this new life in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to read in verse 1. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ, how many of you, that's you? You're in this place. That's me. I've been raised with Christ. I've been born again. I was dead. I was in the mud. But God saw me. He came down. He reached down, picked me up from the mud, and set me on a rock. He set me on a solid foundation and says, that's me, Paul. You're talking to me right here. If then you have been raised with Christ, looks in what he says. He says, seek then the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So set your minds on the things that are above, not the things that are here on the earth. For you have died and your life now is hidden with Christ inside in God. When Christ, who is your life, he, when he appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. You see what Paul right here is saying, he's trying to call out to the people that are listening. He's trying to call out to everybody that's in the room and says, those of you who have committed your life to Christ Jesus, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you about something marvelous, 
something amazing that has been paid, a price that is so wide and so great, a love that has been lavishly poured out. And I'm talking to you because I want to tell you something. You have been made for more. That is the whole series title of this and what I'm going to talk about today. We have been made for more. We've been made for something that is so much greater than the things that are here below. So here, Paul, he's, he's admonishing the church. He's like, please, church, I'm asking you, set your eyes on what is above and not the things that are all over here. This is so important. And it's so important to know and to learn and to grow in understanding because he, God wants us to walk in an identity in a way that we know exactly who we are as the children of God. Everything that he has afforded us in the name of Jesus. And you know what he has afforded us? He has afforded us freedom in the name of Jesus. He has afforded us a freedom that is amazing. And when we talk about this glorious moment where Jesus has found us, where Jesus has rescued us, where Jesus saw me from afar, and he saw that I was somebody who was dead in sin, and he said, this man, he couldn't reach heaven. I couldn't reach God. But then what he said, he's like, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to reach you. I'm going to come down, and I'm going to chase you down, and I'm going to be the one who rescues you. And how many of you know, if you are that person raised in Christ, how many of you know that changes everything? That changes everything. It changes the way I see the world. It changes the way that I, I, I see the, the, everything that's going on in this world. It changes the way I see myself. But most importantly, it changes the way that I see God. It changes the way that I view God. And as A.W. Tozer said, the most important thing about you is what comes to your mind when you think about God. Because that will shape everything, everything that you do. And I want to invite my friend George to come up here and to share that testimony, that moment, and how Jesus Christ totally changed his life when he encountered him for the first time. So we want to welcome George to share his testimony. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. God bless you, bro. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, when Daniel, when, when, when Pastor Josh read uh, Colossus chapter 3, um, every time, um, it reminds me to where I was before. Um, if you see me around nowadays, you see a pretty happy guy, um, full of joy, uh, family, family man, father. Uh, but I was not there before. Um, I had, see, I had created a wrong sense of um, need and love for the things of the world. Um, I really, growing up, um, I looked at things like, I don't know, if, uh, if there was something out there, I remember if it was a pair of shoes that I wanted, um, I'll go after those. I idolize those shoes and I, and I will get them. I'll do anything I had to, to get them. Um, and that gave me a satisfaction or a joy in my heart about a few days. And after that, then... I was after the next pair of shoes. Then I wanted two pairs of shoes, or three pairs of shoes. <laughs> As an adult, uh, the first thing I looked at once I, I had a job uh, was going after the car that, that was the fanciest car that I, that I liked. And when I finally had it, I, I was happy for about a few months. And after that, I was empty again. I was a slave of trying to fill my heart and my happiness and my life with 
whatever I liked out there. About two cars, two car debts, and whoever is out there knows two car debts really don't help you out. But it didn't matter. And then, um, and then I lost my job. Um, and then um, I found myself in a a dark place, uh, full of anxiety, mad. Um, I was blaming God for everything. Um, things were not going my way. And um, I looked at myself in the mirror and, and, and thought where I was going next. Um, it was then when, if, if, uh, if I may. Yeah. Pastor Daniel should have brought in an iPad. <laughs> Colossus chapter 3 and verses 6 For which things sake the wrath of God Comment on the children of disobedience In the which ye also walk sometimes When ye live in them But now you also put off all things Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy Filthy communication out of your mouth That was me I was lucky enough, I had a, and I have a blessed wife who told me, all you have to do is surrender. Mm. Surrender. Yes. Go 100% in there. Surrender your heart. Surrender yourself. Surrender. Mm. So I did. I said, okay. I have nowhere else to go, so I'm going to give it all to, to Jesus, right? Is that what I'm supposed to say? No. You have to believe in within your heart that he is the one Lord and your Savior. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. Wow. Options started to come up. I chose a job. Well, a career now that I have made it. Um, like Pastor Daniel saying, uh, is who I am. And it's really who I am. I made it a career. I'm very happy. And there's nothing else happier in this world to do a job that you enjoy doing every day. You wake up and you go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. Things, um, I mean, God had blessed me with uh, anything I could ask for and more. Mm -hmm. For those that know me, know that the Mirandas, we just, we just closed on a house two, three months ago. I was closed by here. I couldn't even think I could afford it. I could ask for anything. I couldn't ask for anything else. I'm happy. I'm happy every day. And you all know, because you always see this, this smile, <laughs> but it's thanks to him. And if you ask me nowadays, uh, who are you and what do you got? Well, I'll tell you, my number one is my faith, my Lord, my, heart, my Savior, my family, my four angels, my wife, and this banging personality. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Amen, amen. <laughs> you want to put it down there? Yeah, God bless you, bro. Amen. Can't you see it on him? You see Jesus. You see radiating off his life. You see it in his heart. And that's exactly the amazing testimony that we have when we encounter the love of God. When we truly encounter the love of God, it changes everything. How many here are witnesses to that? Like, my life has been changed by the gospel. My life has been changed by the gospel. If you remember beforehand, it was like, man, it's a night and day difference. And you know why? 
Because so many times we've made the gospel just about making, you know, bad people good. Or about people who are kind of mean, trying to make them nicer, right? It's not about that. That gospel goes way beyond that. It's actually, it teaches the Bible that it's about bringing people who are dead to life. It's about bringing people who are separated from the love of a heavenly father, who are dead in their sins. That says, because of the love of God that reached down into the clay and pulled them up, they're now made new. They're alive in Jesus. So it says, you have been raised with Christ, and now your life is hidden inside of him. In Ephesians 2, it's because of his great mercy and riches of kindness that you have been now seated, seated in heavenly places above with Christ Jesus. Let me ask you, where are you seated today? You know, some of you online would say, I'm seating on my couch, you know, or maybe you're laying down on your bed watching this live stream. Maybe some of you guys are, I'm seating in my car in the AC, which is really nice, <laughs> sitting inside the car with the AC. And some of you guys are here, I'm in my lawn chair. I'm lawn chair out here sitting in the parking lot at Grace Assembly of God. Let me tell you, if you have been raised with Christ, there's a very real place that you are seating called the heavenly places. You are seated above with Christ Jesus, our Lord. And it says, because of this, I want you to seek the things. Put your eyes, put your focus on the things above and not on the things below. You know what that does mean for you and me? It means that nothing can shake us. Chaos all around might ensue. Fires might be going up here and over here and then being put down over here. Earthquakes might be shaking. Everything might be shaken, but you and I have been raised above it all. Because Christ has been raised above it all. And you and I are seated with him. Can I get an amen? You and I are above it. We can see beyond it. And that means that we do not lose hope. We are not shaken. When the world may move and nations rise and fall and the earth gives way and all these things that happen, you and I are held by the love in the hands of a heavenly father. I don't know what that is that has been shaking you during this season. You may feel like it feels like you're constantly being hit by life over and over and over and over again. Let me tell you, put your hope on God. It is something that will hold you and anchor you in such a way that you will not be shaken. You cannot be shaken. You cannot be moved. And I want to talk to you about three things that you and I are made for. We're made for this this new perspective in life, this new life in Christ Jesus. There's three areas that then Paul continues in this Colossians uh, portion. He wants the believers to be awakened to three different things. So if you're taking notes, the first thing that he says, I want you to know that you are made for freedom. You have been made for freedom. It says, whom the Son sets free is what? He's free indeed. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. In verse number five, listen to this. And this is amazing. And listen to the love and listen to the urgency of the words of Paul. It says, then for, therefore, because of what we just read, because of this positional truth, you're seated above, you're, you are now belong to Christ. It says, put to death, therefore, everything that is earthly in you. Again, fixing our eyes above, forsaking the things below. It says, put to death the things that are earthly in you. It says, put to death sexual immorality impurity, evil passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. For on account of these things, it says that the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked. And it says, you, you, all of us in here, how many here are perfect? 
No, none of us. It says, in these, you once walked. I was once that one guy. I was that one guy, that lost sheep that was off on my own, living the things of the world. It says, you once lived in them. But he says, but now, but now, beloved, but now, friends, church, it says, you must now begin to put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and now you have put on a new self. You have put on a new identity, which is being renewed in the knowledge after its creator. So as you begin to listen to that, you begin to realize that Paul is saying there were some old things that we used to have, that we were enslaved to, that we were in bondage to, that because of these things we were separated from God. But how many of you are grateful that we serve a God that saw us in that state and he says, I'm still going to die for them. I'm still going to pay the ultimate price to save them. And I think about that thing that says, now you have to take off the old self. Those of you who are raised with Christ Jesus and put on a new self. I remember back in college, and this is really dumb, but we, we had a massive food fight in the middle of nowhere. It was the middle of this big field. All our friends, we bought a bunch of food, we bought a bunch of sodas, we bought a bunch of eggs, a bunch of stuff. And we're sitting out there, we're like pelting each other with all this food. It was the most fun I've ever had. We're like throwing eggs at each other, throwing food at each other. It was a really fun time. And our whole hall was in on it. But one thing I remember, I'm sitting there and I have a bucket of eggs. And I'm tossing them, you know. I think I'm safe because I'm away from everybody else. And I'm just launching these eggs, hitting people left and right. When all of a sudden I didn't realize that some of my friends on the other team had a bucket full of this awful concoction. It had tuna. It had ketchup, it had mayo, it had pickle juice, all, it was nasty, it was so gross, and I should have smelled it coming, it was so bad, but I'm sitting there, I'm focused, I'm like launching these eggs, and all of a sudden, I feel this gunk fall all over my back, and all over my head, they took the bucket and dumped it all over me, and now I'm sitting here, I'm like, and I just felt so gross. And then I was like, I can't wait to go take a shower. I got to get out of here. This is terrible. And I'm sitting there covered in this grime, covered in this tuna, covered in all this ketchup and pickle juice. And I'm like, this is awful. I felt so nasty. I felt so gross. And I felt it. it was all over my clothes. And I was like, this is the worst thing ever. Let me tell you, that's what sin is like for us. It's like gunk that is on us. It's gunk that holds us down. It's gunk that is trying, makes you feel like icky, and it makes you feel like, oh, what is this on me? But let me tell you, Christ Jesus came to give you something new, to give you something greater, to take off that shirt that is dirty, full of this tuna, and all of a sudden he wants you to put on a brand new clothes, put on a brand new self, one that is white as snow, one that is forgiven, one that is clean, one that is totally, totally clean by the love of God. And let me tell you, this is only possible by the grace of God. You and I, we couldn't earn it. You and I, we couldn't earn the love of God. But he saw us, and he saw us from afar, and he says, I'm going to wash them. I'm going to clean them. And when we come to the Lord, that's what he does. He washes us. He washes us clean. And let me tell you, this this gospel, this, this, this thing that the Lord is doing in our lives is not about perfection. It's not about us being perfect. Let me tell you, there was only one who was perfect, and he's the one who died in our place. He's the one who took our spot on that cross, and he was perfect. But let me tell you, this is about progress. 
This is about pursuit. What is the thing in your, deep in your heart that you long for the most? And we, I want to encourage you, let it today, let it today be Jesus. Let it today be God. Let him be the thing that you long for the most. So number two, if you're taking note, the second thing he has made us for is family. God has made us for family. And here in verse 11, he says, For there is no, a Greek, there's no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, a barbarian, Scythian, a slave or free, but in Christ, he is all and he is in all. And when we, when we came to the love of God, when we were saved, when we were raised in Christ, he made us now for a family. He made us for something that is much greater than you and I, something that is all over the world, a family that is not dependent on the fact that maybe you look like me. You don't have to look like me to be my family. You don't have to speak my language to be my family. You don't have to be from the same country, same nationality, wave the same flag. You are my family if you're raised in Christ and you are in the kingdom of God. We are in the same family. He did not want us to be isolated. He made us for something much more. He doesn't want us to be an island, but to step out and to be part of a greater family. And when we see this family with the perspective of God, man, it changes the way you treat people. It changes the way you treat people. I love traveling the world and going to places that nobody knows me and I don't know any of them. But as soon as worship starts playing, we start saying no longer slaves, all of a sudden it feels like I'm in a living room full of my family members singing the same song to God. You realize, you, you find out you're a believer, you're a follower of Jesus. Come here, give me a hug. But not right now because social distancing. <laughs> but give me a hug because we're part of the same family. You and I are one and we're one in God. And God wants us to have this these mindset that we have for it says, put on then as God's chosen one, his holy and beloved people, compassionate hearts, have kindness, have humility, have meekness, have patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against each other, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, you must also forgive. And above all, it says, put on the, this love. Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called to one body, and to be thankful. So let the word of Christ now dwell richly in you, and begin to teach and encourage one another with all wisdom, singing these songs together and these spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And that is the purpose that he has called us to. Now we're part of a family that we get to do all these things together. That we get to do this, we get to, to preach the gospel, we get to encourage each other, we get to sing songs together to God and learn what it's like to live on mission, to live on purpose. And that's my last point. And to begin to wrap up this time, and Daniel, I want to invite you to come up, and if you could uh, lead us out in, in some music. But last thing it says, I want you to know in verse 17, whatever you do, in word or in deed, that means whatever you, whether it's you saying it, the way you talk, or it's whatever that you're doing, it says do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know, life has meaning now when you find Jesus. It's no longer this search for meaning, this search for identity, this search for satisfaction in the deepest parts of our soul. But now life has meaning. He says, now everything that you do, from the moment that you wake up and you open your eyes and you begin to, to see the fact and thank God that he gave you another day of life, 
all the way to when you lay your head back down. Everything you, you do in between has purpose. It has meaning now. It no longer is just uh, life is no longer meaningless. Just an empty aim of pursuits and passions anymore. But now everything, everything has purpose. And let me tell you, there's nothing more exciting, there's nothing better than to living a life that has purpose. You know, we tell you, you know, church, we're here at church, and yeah, we have purpose here preaching. We have purpose here singing songs. We have purpose here talking to one another. Talking about, but let me tell you, we gather specifically to scatter. We gather here to get filled up, to learn from the Word of God, but we gather specifically to be scattered across our community. And everything you do, from you being at Walmart picking up a, a chair for something like this, or or whether you're at Dunkin' getting an iced coffee, or you're at the Wawa picking up some gas, and you see everything that you do, everything that you say now has meaning. Do everything to the glory of God. Everything to the glory of God. And let me tell you, if you just say yes to God, to, he will take you, and he will use you, and he will glorify himself through you. He will use you. So now I just want to pray for us. And and before I, I, I wrap down and a lot of these things uh, we were talking about is for those that Jesus says, this is for those who have been raised with Christ. I know we have people watching online and, and visitors and people and all around that are listening. And maybe you've never have taken that step, that step into relationship, surrender, like George said, to God. Maybe the gospel, maybe, maybe the, this Christianity thing has just been a, a cultural thing to you. Maybe it's been something that's like, man, I just, I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta be a better person. I, I gotta be nicer to my family, or I gotta be nicer at work, or just try to be more productive. Maybe it's something like that, but let me tell you, this is, goes much deeper than that. This goes much deeper than that. Let me tell you, this is about a God coming to your rescue. This is about a God that reached down and saw us far off. He saw us even when we hated him. We're in rebellion with him. He says, I love you, and I'm going to chase you down. I'm going to rescue you. So now with every head bowed and every eye closed, and if you're watching online and you're listening, you feel something right now in your chest. You feel something right now that you're like, I need this new life. I want to have freedom from the things that held me captive, from the things of the world that held me in bondage slavery to sin slavery to fear slavery to a constant worry not knowing what tomorrow holds let me tell you jesus will set you free this moment right here right now and if that's you i just want you to pray this prayer with me there's nothing magical about this prayer but this prayer is just you expressing a very real thing of your heart so pray with me jesus christ i need you to save me God, I know that I am a sinner needing salvation. I know that I'm not perfect, but God, I know that you are. So God, forgive me. Set me free. Set me free from the bondage of the things of this world. Set me free and put me inside this new family of Christ. And and lastly, God, put me on mission. Give me purpose. God, I thank you for saving me. Thank you for this new life. And God, I now I just surrender everything to you. 
I live for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach me how to walk this new life in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Now I invite Pastor Paul to come and finish us out for the day.